Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Markets. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we know it's important to stay ahead of inflation. We think about where interest rates are going and what this means for markets. Pipeline companies may offer inflation protection through the energy transition. We identify other sectors with the ability to maintain their margins when prices are rising. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to look past the failure of Build Back Better. The main thing that we need is dependability, reliability. If not, you'll have what happened in Texas and happens in California. And no one's talking about defense of our country either. We just had a committee hearing on do we have the energy that we need to defend our country in time if we would have a conflict or a war. All these things and the reliability and affordability. That's West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin on TV the other day explaining why he had decided not to support Build Back Better, the Democrat Party's $3 trillion grab bag of social spending. Manchin is right to say that reliability and affordability need to be at the core of how we use energy. If electricity is unreliable, which is clearly the case with solar panels and windmills, households will turn to home generators, which is much less efficient and a lot more costly. If we make electricity ridiculously expensive, which is happening right now in Europe because of grave policy errors, voters will push back. Too many progressives think solar and wind can be the entire solution. This is failing whenever they reach 20% of power generation. If the Sierra Club and other progressives really want to solve the problem of climate change, they'd embrace widespread adoption of nuclear power. They'd champion natural gas as the way to phase out coal globally. They'd support carbon capture. They'd have a strategy around climate change instead of just a bunch of sound bites. But you can't let technology be behind basically the needs. If technology is not there, we've got to make sure that we're able still to rely on the United States of America. We have been energy basically independent for the first time in many, many years, 67 years or more. We achieved energy independence because of the Shell Revolution. Not all the capital deployed was well invested. But for the first time since economies began using oil, America was not beholden to others for its energy. The climate change extremists would have us abandon that position of strength. Our geopolitical rivals, China and Russia, must be laughing at the self-inflicted harm such progressive Democrat policies would impose on us. Look at New York City, forcing new buildings to be built without a natural gas connection forcing customers to rely on intermittent solar and wind, even though they're unreliable as well as more expensive. An article on the website QZ proudly claims this will mean a reduction of 2.1 million tons of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere by 2040. It's pathetic. China generates 10 billion tons a year. New York City is going to save 2 million tons over 20 years. It's not even a drop in the bucket. It's a molecule in the bucket. I can't see the point of us in the West going to all this effort, not to mention expense, when China, India, and other emerging economies are increasing their emissions. And they won't even commit to phase out coal. We're going in different directions. 
until most of the world's emitters are prepared to move together, it seems nothing more than optics for rich world countries to be reducing emissions while emerging economies are increasing them. And we should not have to depend on other parts of the world to give us the energy or be able to hold us hostage for the energy or the foreign supply chains that we need for the products we use every day. Let's not rely on other countries for our energy. The other problem with Build Back Better is the cost. The Democrats rushed to spend $1.9 trillion on COVID relief last March. This was a dumb idea because we already had the vaccine. So it was worth waiting to see if all the previous fiscal stimulus plus the Fed's bond buying were enough. But the Democrats piled on with even more deficit spending and today's high inflation is the result. It's not necessarily that universal kindergarten or paid family and medical leave are bad things. But why does the federal government have to provide these things? Why can't they leave it to the states? This is a big country. Let those states that want to provide more social spending do it themselves. And if a state doesn't want to, why should it be forced to by the federal government? The principle ought to be that Washington does what Washington can do better than the states, national security, for example, and otherwise leave it to the states to decide how much to tax their citizens and what to spend it on. I think Joe Manchin has done us a favor by finally calling a halt to trillions and trillions of government spending. It's completely out of control. The Democrats have confused victory with a mandate. People voted for an end to the craziness. It doesn't mean they wanted progressive Democrat policies. That's why Democrats have such razor-thin margin in the Senate. Joe Manchin is one of 51 senators opposed to Build Back Better. Not the only one, as some Democrats would have you believe. So this was a good week for America. We may still get some slimmed-down version of Build Back Better, but thanks to Joe Manchin, it will be more modest than the progressives would like. It'll cost less. It looks very much like democracy is working in America. That should also be good for energy investments. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Markets. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and follow us on Twitter, at Simon Lack.